0: This evening, we are celebrating the Gold Mass. Historically and traditionally, a red mass, a mass of the Holy Spirit, was offered for the opening of the judicial year for judges and lawyers. The white mass, traditionally, has been the mass associated with physicians and healthcare providers. They wear the long white coats, a sign of innocence and purity. In later days, the blue mass was offered, and this was for policemen and first responders, firefighters. This gold mass is, celebrates the gifts and talents in the praise and worship of Almighty God of those who are musicians and vocalists. I thank Dr. Richard Fitzgerald, the director of music here at the Cathedral of St. Joseph, for his efforts in organizing this Mass, I also thank all the members from the different parishes who have formed our choir. In the angelology of St. Augustine and of Pseudo-Dionisius, Dionysius, it is said that in their rebellion against God, nearly a third of the angels fell from heaven. And yet it is humanity, the children of God, who are to take their places in the resurrection of the flesh on the last day, and through their sanctity, and through the church on earth, as it sings the praises of the, of, of the triune God, the thrice holy God. Holiness of life, this is our destination, heaven and the worship of God, and we already anticipate it through our worship at the Holy Mass, at which heaven and earth are united. Today, in particular on the church's liturgical calendar, we celebrate the dedication of the basilicas of Saints Peter and Paul, in Rome, that is the ancient basilicas, the Constantinian era basilicas. From the 12th century on this feast was celebrated and then extended to the universal church. The dedication of the basilicas is fitting when we think about our first reading from the first book of Maccabees. What had happened? Antiochus the fourth had erected an abomination in the temple And many of God's people fell into false worship, idolatry. But there were some who were zealous for the law, who defended their traditions. Eventually, Judas Maccabeus uh, organized them, and they fought to take back the temple for the Lord. And they did. And they tore down that abomination, and they erected a new altar. And the people acclaimed the Lord with songs, with harps, with bells. They used their voices and their talents to join in the praise of God, and they rejoiced that their oppressors were cast out and that this sacred space, their temple, had been rededicated to God. So, too, pilgrims from all over the world come to St. Peter's Basilica or the Basilica of St. Paul's outside the walls to remember the witness of the Holy Apostles. Peter crucified upside down on the Janiculum Hill, Paul beheaded in witness. But the lives of St. Peter and Paul help show the drama in life and in the life of faith in our own journeys. They say a picture tells, says a thousand words, but I believe music says even more. St. Augustine says, He who sings well prays twice. You can imagine. How if we sing with our lips, we will praise God and pray. How the psalmist writes, On the lips of infants and babes, O Lord, you have found perfect praise to foil your enemies. And human life and the life of faith are filled with the battle between good and evil. After the human voice, The principal instrument in the church's liturgy is, of course, the organ. we have a beautiful organ here, which makes beautiful music. And the last time I was in the cathedral for mass was on All Souls Day. And we heard the haunting chant of the Diaz Irae. The Diaz Irae actually appears in many films. It's a Wonderful Life, Star Wars, The Lord of the Rings. It's there in the background music. If you watch college football even, sometimes if a a team has fourth and long, the opposing team's band will play notes of the Diaz Irae as if the end is coming. It captures the drama of death, the darkness of the tomb, the fear of judgment. Music has this great ability to capture the human story. In the church's liturgy, for example, the reproaches chanted on Good Friday remind us of our own weakness and our sinfulness. But this, then, leads us to the beauty of the exalted at the Easter vigil and the threefold Alleluia, which echoes through the Christian churches, a sign that death does not have the last word, that there is this great drama, this battle between sin and goodness, between the forces of death and the forces of life. And at the end of the day, it is life that is victorious, the life who is in Christ himself. Music helps draw the soul closer to God. St. Paul writes that the Spirit prays for, for us when we do not know how to pray as we ought. But some people struggle to pray, but they know how to sing. And so they sing these songs that have been sung in our churches for years and years. In, in the Latin church, I am reading a book just now on the Mozarabic Rite in Toledo in Spain. For the most part, the Roman Rite and the other Eastern Rites of the Catholic Church did not have hymns initially. They simply sang antiphons and psalms. But in the Mozarabic Rite and then later in the Ambrosian Rite as well, we have hymns which capture the beauty of our faith. Not the modern hymns that are somewhat peppy and somewhat theologically erroneous, no. True hymns that were written to help simple people understand the faith and praise God with their voices. One does not need to know how to read and write in order to praise God with the voice. Just ask the little children who sing so many great and beautiful hymns in church. No, hymnody, as well as chanting, captures the drama of our story. This feast of the dedication of the Basilica of Peter and Paul helps us to remember the drama of their story. Peter was a fisherman who was nothing and nobody, was called to be the rock. He proclaimed Christ. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, and he was given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Then his story turned, and he, did not, he, he didn't want the cross. Lord, I will never let me ha- it happen. And Jesus had to rebuke him. Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Peter would journey on. He would be the first to say, when people were walking away at the bread of life discourses, this is a hard saying, who can stand it? Beautifully, he would say, Master, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. How beautiful. At the Last Supper, Jesus was telling his apostles that one of them would betray me. Peter would say, Lord, I will never deny you. And Jesus told him that the cock would crow three times that day, and he would have denied him. And sure enough, Peter did, and he was afraid. I do not know him, I do not know him, I do not know him, his story went. The cock crowed, and Jesus looked at Peter, and Simon wept. There we have the darkness of sin and weakness, and his story is our story. Peter fleeing in fear, only to be forgiven later. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? Feed my sheep. When you were young, you used to go about where you would, but when you grow old, another will bind you and drag you where you do not wish to go. This was to signify how he would glorify God. His story did not end with his crucifixion upside down, but rather with his glorification, his wearing of the martyr's crown. St. Paul, too, he persecuted the church. He was zealous for the law. He threw the Christians into prison, and then his story took a dramatic turn on the road to Emmaus, on the road to Damascus. He was thrown down upon the road. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, sir, that I am persecuting? I am Jesus. And his whole life changed, and he was baptized, and he was set aside as the apostle to the Gentiles, and he went on his missions and he was put in prison, he was scourged, he was stoned, he was at sea, he was shipwrecked and thrown into prison yet again and lost his head after having fought the good fight, having kept the faith, having won the race. He now wears the crown of righteousness. Their story is our story. And music can capture the drama of the Christian story. The United Nations declared today a day for remembrance of victims of child sexual abuse. And we have a great deal of shame in our church, and so tonight is an opportunity also to pray for healing. There's a great drama in the church, a church which built Western civilization, which is marked by shadows and light. Sometimes it seems more shadows than light. And for some people, the story involves pain and misery at the hands of those who should have protected them. And we should fall silent for a moment to remember them. But our story as Catholics is not always one of failure. It was not the case for Peter, nor for Paul, nor for us. i tell you the story of a young woman who came to see me seven years ago. She had heard me give a talk and said, Father, I'd like to come uh, and confess my sins. I'm having trouble leaving some of them. It happened to be All Souls Day, and I said, well, I have an evening mass. You can come after that. So she came. She confessed her sins, and then we began to talk about some of the things she had suffered. I intuited from what she had said, because she spoke somewhat vaguely, and she was only 19 at the time, that she was having an affair with a priest, and that she had been groomed from her childhood, from her teenage years. She had a bad relationship with her father. All she wanted was to be loved by someone. And she was manipulated. But she wanted to be free. And even as we were speaking, she was receiving text messages from this person saying, come and have dinner with me. She was, and she was looking at me, should I go? And I was saying, no. You go straight home. You change the locks on your door. And I encouraged her to come forward to get help to make a report, and she did. The next day, she called me saying, I think I'd like to do that. And so the following day, she came to morning mass, she followed me down to the Chancery offices, and we made the report, and her sister was there. And she got counseling, and she received spiritual direction. Her grade point average, she was very smart, had fallen to a 1.9. But with counseling, with healing, with hard work, She got it up to a 3.5. And she got into graduate school and moved away from the place of her pain and earned a doctoral degree. And she found a job, and she met a young man, and her story changed because there were members of the church willing to accompany her. Again, hers is a dramatic story, but one of healing and her story is not over. Music and song have the power to capture the darkness of what is in man's heart and the joy and the hope that is in man's heart. In hope, we were saved. Indeed, it is Christ who knows what is in man's heart. It is he who has the power to heal, to forgive, and to save. When I go into St. Peter's Basilica, this is what I think about. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God, Peter's confession of faith in the one who knows us, who understands us, and who saves us. In every age, Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. In every age, and in every church, his praises must be sung. Just as the Maccabees and those who were zealous for the law refused to bend the knee to a false God and to false powers. So too, we, with the song of our souls, profess our faith in the triune God. Yes, there are many songs we can sing with our lips, but the most important one is the song we sing with our soul. Is it a beautiful song? Could it be one? One that offers praise to our God for all of creation and joins with all of creation in His praise. A song which shows true adoration to recognize that He is God and we are not, but He is worthy of our worship. A song that constantly cries out with the soul, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, begging for mercy and forgiveness, or a song like that of the Didache, which sings the praises of our God in thanksgiving for all the many blessings we have received. As your bishop, I refuse to let an individual be determined by his or her weakest moments. There is more to that person's story and to that person's song. As a church, we cannot be defined by our weakest members nor by our weakest moments. We must think about the good and the great good that God has called us to do. And so our song, in the end, is not the Diaz Ire, but the Alleluia. God is with us, and may his praises be sung now and in eternity. Amen. Alleluia.